Welcome to the Manage My Wedding podcast, where we believe your wedding is the most important time in your life and you deserve to feel supported and organised when planning the wedding of your dreams. I'm your host, Yvette Sitters. Hello, thank you for joining me today for episode 32 of the Manage My Wedding podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the free Manage My Wedding ebook. The Manage My Wedding ebook is my top 101 wedding tips that will take your wedding to the next level and also cover things you have not thought about before. The free ebook can be downloaded at managemywedding.com. But welcome, and for those that do not know me, I am Yvette and I am the founder of Manage My Wedding. And over the last couple of weeks, I have gone out to customers and I have gone out to those on Instagram and Facebook and I have asked for people to send through to me some questions that they might have that they haven't got answered or that they need answering regarding their wedding or something that they might feel stressed about. I said it could be as as big or as small as they wished. So today I'm covering off two of those questions asked. I have got many um, and I will be trying to get to as many as I can, but I'm only covering two today just because they have significantly kind of longer answers, especially one. So please, if you have any questions, but you don't know where to go or you don't want to post it and ask, then please private message me because I would absolutely love to be able to help you. And if it's something you don't want me to vocalize on the podcast, I don't need to mention your name, but I also can just comment back to you and I don't have to even put it on the podcast if you don't wish, but anything I can help with, I really please do encourage you to get in touch because I love, I do love helping and I'm very, very passionate at helping people feel stress-free in their wedding planning process. So let's go to the first question. And that first question is actually a question that several people have asked and many more along um, the years that I've been doing weddings. And that is how much alcohol do I need to purchase or how much money should I put aside into the budget for the bar tab? And this, this is a tricky question. I'm going to give you an average, but it is a tricky question to answer because firstly, um, if you know that they're big drinkers and they're real party people, then I, I really, really want to suggest to you that if you're having your wedding at a venue and they have drinks packages, take the package. (laughs) It might seem expensive to you when you're looking at it and you're adding it up, but they are so worth it, those drinks packages. Honestly, your guests will always drink what you're paying for and usually more. And it just removes all of that worry and you don't have to think about it again all night. Um, And you know exactly then what you have to budget in. Some venues actually enforce drink packages if you're going to have your wedding. um, So you won't have a choice. But if they don't enforce it or they don't have drink packages, try to get one from them because that will really help um, cover any additional expenses that you might not have expected to pay. Or if, you know, people drink really quickly during the night 
and the bar tab's taken halfway through, you, it's, you don't really want to be tapped halfway through your wedding and wonder where you're going to get more money from. So that's the first thing I want to suggest. Secondly, every wedding is different. We have different people. We have different cultures. We have different drinkers. We have non-drinkers. Um, some weddings have more men. Some weddings have more wed- um, women. And that ratio can really also change things. It can change how much wine there is, how much beer there is. Um, so that's secondly something I want to mention. But thirdly, you, I want to also say you do not have to pay for spirits. And some of you might be like, oh, but the last wedding I went to, they we could have spirits and it was the best wedding ever. Well, that's probably because you were probably super drunk. <laughs> be honest with yourself. You were probably really, really drunk. And how much of the wedding of that wedding do you remember? Um, but there is no expectation ever to go to a wedding and expect um, spirits for free. It's, that's just crazy. And it's so expensive. So really you only need to think about beer and wine. That is it. Um, unless you're like, yeah, but all my, all the bridal party, they only drink vodka, then fine. Put a bar tab on that is just for the bridal table for vodka. You, you definitely can do that. But I, I just can't stress enough that There is no expectations ever to go to a wedding and be able to drink spirits ever. It's just, it's crazy. Weddings are expensive enough and we just don't need that added pressure to have spirits. And you can sometimes find that people that normally wouldn't drink spirits, they'll drink spirits if they're there and they're free. So you're going to have a really expensive um, tab at the end. But if uh, you, back to the question, how much alcohol do I need to purchase? If you are purchasing alcohol yourself to take to the venue or location, or if, you know, you're having a wedding at home or your parents or something, um, many of the liquor sites, and I know here in Australia, Dan Murphy's, um, they have a drinks calculator you can use. So it's, I always suggest try and jump on that drinks calculator and work it out. And often those uh, liquor barns, whatever you call them in your country, <laughs> alcohol shops, bottle we also call them in Australia, they also sometimes allow for returns for unopened boxes. So, you, so you're really going to your bigger liquor stores for that type of thing. Have a look at their calculator, talk to them and just say, you know, we don't know how much they're going to drink. Can we return the unopened? And then you're not left out of pocket and then you can get extra just in case so you don't run out during the night. But if you want to work, um, work out how much money that you might need to put aside for the tab or purchase, then I always like to say that the standard to allocate is usually two drinks per hour. And you are probably thinking, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that means our reception's five hours. I have to allocate 10 drinks per person. And my answer is yes. I know that sounds crazy, but there definitely won't be everyone drink that will drink those 10 drinks, but someone might only drink five drinks. 
but then you might have some really big drinkers and they'll make up and drink those though the drinks that the other people don't drink because usually if you have a lot of big drinkers they'll often consume three drinks an hour um and then the, those that don't drink a lot they're probably one drink an hour so allocate at least i think two drinks per hour if big drinkers then you really need to up that to three and then what types of alcohol well i i i know that some people might be really big wine connoisseurs or love their beer but the more options that you have the more confusing it is for the guests but also the staff serving them when people go to a wedding they just want to drink they usually do not care if it's a merlot or a shiraz as long as it's an easy to drink wine and it doesn't taste like disgusting cat pee. <laughs> so just one red is fine, one white is fine, one type of sparkling is fine and make it one that's quite universal. So if you're picking a white wine, I would say don't just have Chardonnay because a lot of people don't like Chardonnay. So you would pick a Sauvignon Blanc because the majority of people will drink that. So you can sort of see what I'm saying. If you really, really want to have two of each, you can do it. But quite often, one of those types of reds or whites won't get opened because the venue are so busy also serving you, they'll usually just pick up whatever they find first. Um, and beers never have more than three options unless they're on tap and men are going to the bar and they can see those options on tap and they can pick that's fine but if you're only got staff bringing beers to the table then three beers maximum and one of those needs to be a light beer and then have two at least two non-alcoholic options that is plenty so you could maybe have a coke and a, and a juice or something but just make sure you have at least two non-alcoholic drinks so i hope that helps um as i mentioned every wedding is different and you know yourself how big a drink is your guests are and and just remember when you when you're working out you know how much money then work out okay how many men drink beer how many people drink wine then you can kind of go from there so that was the first question the second question and this was asked specifically on Instagram by Tamika. And thank you, Tamika, for asking this question. But she asked for tips on what to pack in your wedding overnight bag. Now, Tamika also mentioned that she's staying in accommodation the night prior. So she's worried she might forget something. And that's a very valid point because you don't usually have time to go back home and get anything once, once you've left. Um, and depending also where your wedding is, you might not be able to just duck out and get something. So it is a great question. Um, you want to make sure you pack everything for the night prior and for the night of, but you also need to think about what you need the day after the wedding as well. And it is quite a bit to remember. So if this is something that you want to know, I just want to suggest that you probably want to write these down. So maybe pause and go grab a pad and pen and write out this list because you can refer back to it later when you're packing your bag. And I'm just going to go through all those things. 
First, I think the most important thing is to plan out the exact outfits that you want for the duration and lay them out in a bed. Do not take three outfits as an option um, unless it's maybe going to rain or something, but pack pack exactly the outfits that you need because you don't want to get up the day after your wedding and be thinking, oh, which outfit should I wear? Because sometimes you're really tired or you could be a little bit hungover. Um, You don't want to have to think about it. If there's one outfit that you think, oh, that's going to look really nice today, um, it's easy just to throw that on. You've got no other option. So plan out the exact amount of outfits that you need for the whole duration. Lay them out, then match them with the accessories that you want for each um, the jewelry, the underwear, the shoes for each, and the bag that you might need to go with it. Then you need to pack lingerie and pajamas. I always say go comfort the night before the wedding. You definitely want to go comfort. You're on your own and you want to get really good sleep. And then the night of the wedding, then you can go sexy. Or if you don't love sexy and that's not your thing, what does your partner like? If that's nothing, then you don't need anything. <laughs> for the night of the wedding and then when you wake up you can use the robe or pajamas that you might have got ready in the day of the day of the wedding anyway um i the first item i actually ever sold in the manage my wedding store was bridal robes that was the first thing i actually wanted in the store and it was the first thing i really cared about and i still sell them on the website and I still really think they're so important because it's so nice to feel comfortable while you're getting ready because you're getting ready for so many hours but you also want to look beautiful in those wedding photos so you can look back at them and love those images so I think that's something that you really do need to consider and if you're like well I don't really have the, the money or the budget then don't worry about the rest of the bridal party. Just maybe just get one robe for yourself because that, that is fine. The other thing I always say to pack, and you might think this is crazy and never going to use it, is swimmers. And you might think you're not going to have time, but you might be near a beach or you might have a pool or there might be a spa um, or you might wake up in the morning and you and your partner decide to go for a massage. Um, it's just handy to have them there. Then running and walking gear. I always suggest packing these because you might wake up really early on the morning of your wedding day and you might need to just clear the mind. You might want to do some yoga to have a stretch and, you know, get into the right zone. So, so make sure you pack those. Then you need all your bathroom accessories. And bathroom accessories consist of face care, all your, de- your deodorant, your body lotions, um, thinking about silky looking, glowing skin. So something that's going to make your skin look amazing on the wedding day. Perfume, really important. Take time on this one. Go to the shops and I always say, test out your perfume before you buy it. If you want something that's going to smell amazing, go into a department store, try it on, and then leave with it on and see if it lasts. See if that smell lasts six hours because you really need it to last on your wedding day. And see if your partner notices it. See if they say you smell nice or ask them, do they like what you smell like? And if they do, then, then go back and buy that one. But it's nice to have a perfume that has a good memory for you after the day. Then there's 
your toothbrush and toothpaste. And I always say, get mini ones of these for your purse as well. So if you feel like you need to freshen up because you're talking to so many people, you can on your wedding day and then get anything else that you know might need mini to take on the wedding too. So you might want to get a mini perfume of the big perfume or you might want some mints and your wedding lipstick. Then you need to pack heavy duty makeup remover. Oh, you... <laughs> I remember the, oh my gosh, I remember waking up the day after my wedding and my eyes were black. You know, they put so much on you. I had very natural looking makeup, but they still put a lot on you so that it will last. And I remember it was so hard to get off. And I actually ended up calling a friend who I knew would be able to help me. And she had a special oil that could... (laughs) remove the eye makeup for me luckily because I was not leaving that room in the state that I was in so make sure you have some heavy duty makeup remover if you don't own any own any go and buy some then bubble bath hotels I don't know what it is they have these amazing beautiful big baths everywhere you stay and it's always rubbish bubble bath it's crap like it never bubbles up and is amazing. So take some with you because you might want to get romantic. And if romantic's not your thing, you just never know on your wedding night. You might just be in such a great mood that you might. So pack some of that. Then have a little pack of things that will save you if you need them. And when I say save you, I'm thinking things like tweezers, safety pins, cotton buds, tampons even if it's not that time of the month ladies because you can have accidents when you are under stress or really nervous it can bring it on early um so i always say just have one spare just in case pack some tissues and have a little mini sewing kit because you just never know when you're going to need all those things and if they're there and there's any issues you can just grab them without having to send a bridesmaid out to try and get them when they've got their makeup and hair done and then pack your phone charger so important and everyone seems to forget lots of hotels have phone chargers but if you're not staying in a hotel and you had airbnb or an apartment then you won't be able to get your hands on one and then your laptop as well pack your laptop because if you have one (laughs) of course or if you need a bridesmaid to bring one for you because you might need to sift through some emails if something has happened or there's a drama and you need to find something that, you know, is in an email or download something, then you need to be able to access that. Then pack a mini speaker as well because then you can play some music through it or just some meditation if you need it. It's just good to have some speaker there because quite often if there's a few of you, there's a lot of noise and you can kind of calm your nerves with some music in the background. Then pack anything that you want photographed. So this would mean things like your wedding stationery. So bring a copy of your invites. Um, if you've typed up an agenda for the bridal parties, a copy of that. If you have some service booklets, one of those, and you, a copy of your menus, anything that you had specifically printed for your wedding because this is the perfect time to get the photographer to photograph them because they look great in your wedding album. And you can look back at them later and remember what they look like. And Sometimes if you don't do this now, the photographer can be so busy on the night, they might not capture all those little special things. 
Then depending on where you stay, always pack extra glassware so that if there's 10 of you that need champagne, you can all have a champagne glass. No hotel, no apartment. No one ever has that everything you need. So just pack extra of that. And that might include cheese platters and um, cheese knives, bottle openers, anything that you really are going to need on the day. And some quick and healthy snacks. Um, especially when you're in your room on your own, you might get a bit peckish and something that's easy, maybe even protein bars because those sorts of things can just fill you up, especially if you don't feel hungry and you don't want to eat, but you really need to, and I can't stress that enough, you do need to eat um, so that you don't pass out. (laughs) And sometimes just having a quick protein bar will, will help you get through. If you are fussy with sleeping, pack your own pillow. Um, especially because you don't want to wake up with a sore neck on your wedding day. That's just not nice and not what you need. Pack baby wipes. Even if you don't have a baby, go buy some. I tell you, I never, oh, I don't know why no one told me this, but I never had baby wipes until I had babies, kids. Oh my gosh. So for those of you listening that don't have kids, go and get some baby wipes. They are the best. They are honestly lifesaver. They can get anything off anything. They are just so damn handy. They're handy for something you spill in the hotel on the floor. They are handy for um, something on your wedding dress accidentally. So many things that baby wipes can be used for. They, they are the best thing ever invented. I wish I had shares in baby wipes, honestly. <laughs> be loaded right now. Then things for the next day, I always say, pack some painkillers, pack your sunglasses. It's, it's amazing how many people actually forget that because you don't need them on your wedding day. Pack some barocas, pack some band-aids because your feet can often be, oh my gosh, so sore the next day. I remember waking up the day after my wedding and my feet were throbbing. That was so sore. I did not notice it on the wedding day at all. But the next day, it hurt to walk. So pack some band-aids and pack your bridal party and any thank you gifts that you need as well to take with you. And then Last but not least, and I'm so sorry, that list was so long, but the last but not the least, and it's like I think number 19 on my list here maybe, is champagne, champagne and more champagne. (laughs) Clearly I love champagne. Sorry if you don't. If you don't, whatever drink it is, just pack it. But have plenty of it because you will be surprised how much you actually go through, especially if you stay in that same location the day before the the night before the wedding so make sure you don't run out and make sure it's nice and cold because you might even come back at the end of the night and quite often you're pretty exhausted and you just want to go to bed but you might come home and still be excited um i was i i was so excited when i come home from my wedding day but my husband fell asleep passed out <laughs> and not because he was like super drunk or anything just because my husband can sleep anywhere. He can, he can fall asleep standing up in the kitchen. And I cracked open a bottle of Maui and I drank, I think, half of it on my own um, looking at the beautiful beach view. And it was really, really beautiful. I was so happy. I just had the best day. So, yeah, pack plenty of, plenty of drinks. Um, 
And then I think that that probably covers it. I'm sitting here thinking, oh my God, that was quite a long list. So <laughs> I'm so sorry if you um like, oh, too many things to remember. But honestly, they are all things that you, you really, really do need. Um, and then some of those things you just don't actually think about. And something else I want to mention, we talk about, I talk about then about the things that you need to pack to remember to take. Um, but you also need to think about the next day and how you're actually going to get everything home. Cause I know that that was something I didn't really think about for my own wedding, even being in the wedding industry. I, I didn't consider this, but we went back to the hotel and all our guests were staying in one hotel cause they all traveled to Perth to be with us for our wedding and we only lived 10 minutes down the road. It wasn't far, but we were checking out the day after our wedding, but we had a, like an after, after wedding kind of shindig and it was down at the pool and we had like food and stuff down there and everything. It was really so much fun the next day. I had, so, I d- wasn't the, as good as the wedding day, but it, I'll tell you what, it was up there. I had such a great day, but because we checked out, we'd put, all the wedding presents into our car under the hotel. And my, I think my parents and my friend, my bridesmaid who was pregnant, the most responsible person at your wedding is always the pregnant person. They bought all the wedding gifts back to the hotel for us. So the next day we put them in our car and then we went to the pool and my husband and I were just having such a great day with everyone. And then it was time to go home and we were both like, I can't drive. And I was like, well, I can't drive either. Um, we can't leave the car in the car park with all those gifts in them. Like if their car gets stolen, we'll just never forgive ourselves. And I think there was also heaps of money probably in the car too. I can't remember what the money was, but it, it probably was. So have a think about that. You've got to take home all your clothing, everything that you have. You might have wishing wells, whatever it is. There is so much stuff. Um, so don't make the mistake that we we made. And we were just so tired and exhausted. It was it was really hard to then come up with a, a solution at the time. I just wanted to be in bed by that point. I was t- completely shattered. So they're my suggestions. You can see why I only did two Q&As in this session because they they are quite long drawn out ones but they are really important and good to be covered i've got more q a sessions coming up if after listening to this you can think of something that you'd really like me to cover please send me a message um, or an email at ask at managemywedding.com because i'd absolutely love to help you um, and if you enjoyed the episode and you want to hear more Q&As and any of the other episodes, please make sure you hit subscribe. But until next time, enjoy being engaged, staying stress-free and feeling organized in the lead up to your wedding day. Thank you.